Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National and Community Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Flower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. On this episode of the S-Files, we are talking with two AmeriCorps members that are serving this year with the Department of Public Instruction AmeriCorps Farm to School Program at Rooted in Madison. Up first, we're speaking with Catherine Masters to learn all about her AmeriCorps service with Farm to School this year. So, Catherine, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Could you start off, Catherine, by telling us a little bit about your AmeriCorps service with Farm to School? Yes, certainly. The AmeriCorps Farm to School program has three primary components. The first being nutrition education, teaching students about healthy eating and the benefits of eating and growing good food. The second being changing the school food environment, which is to increase the amount of local foods served in the schools. A big component of that entails managing the school gardens, if they have some. And the third is increasing community capacity. So working on assuring the sustainability of the efforts of the AmeriCorps members continue after we've gone. So trying to ensure that the program has some sustainability even without us. Fulfilling these three components looks different from school to school and from city to city. Unfortunately, the program um, is very flexible and enables us farm to school service members to fulfill our mission, however best fits the environment and schools we're serving. That's great. And so could you tell us a little bit about what your day-to-day service looks like while you're serving at Rooted? Yeah. So I Work under the supervision of Rooted, which is a, a nonprofit here in Madison that helps connect people to farming and gardening. They do that primarily through work with urban farmers, community gardens, and education programming. So I fit more into this sort of education programming facet of it. There are two other AmeriCorps Farm to School service members working with Rooted. Each focus our service on two different schools in Madison. So I serve at Lakeview Elementary School and LVM Elementary School. And my days primarily consist of teaching gardening and nutrition classes at those schools. And I also, like I said, manage their and maintain their school gardens. For the nutrition and gardening classes, we meet out in the garden when the weather allows. Obviously, in Wisconsin in winter, that sometimes can't work. When we can be on the garden, we do gardening classes outside. The rest of the year, I'm inside in the classrooms and doing mostly nutrition courses, nutrition education. And we are encouraged to cover five different topics with the students, although we're given a lot of liberty in terms of how we actually teach these five topics, which include where food comes from, exposure to a variety of foods, the five food groups, and my plate, uh, the FDA sort of guide to the five food groups, building healthy habits, and a diversity in food and nutrition. We are also encouraged to provide the students with the opportunity for taste tests of local foods. We really want to try to get local foods into schools whenever we can. And those taste tests can even come from foods that we grow in the school garden, which kids can be very excited about, harvesting and rinsing and eating food that they grew right there themselves. And the students love the taste test. They get really excited when there was a taste test. And we are also encouraged to connect local farmers to the schools and vice versa, which can be done through field trips or through visits, which is kind of difficult during COVID. The Rooted Farm to School team has filmed some virtual farm field trips to show to our students, which have been fun. A component of my job is educating the families about healthy eating and 
addition to the students. So sending home newsletters, sending home recipes, sending home information on how they can eat more healthfully and more locally. So that it's not just the students who receive this information and this education, but hopefully also their families. Well, thanks. That's an amazing overview of kind of all the different requirements that go into your position. Looking at some of those different pieces, could you walk us through what you've done maybe just at the two schools on the gardening in first and what you all have done already during the first part of the year? And then what you're, if you're able to do anything now during the winter, and then what you have planned for the spring and the summer? Sure. So during the falls, we would meet out in the garden. I started teaching at both the schools in October. So the gardens were already winding down. So a lot of of the work we did in the falls was just the students getting ready to put the gardens to bed. So they would pull weeds. There's a lot of pulling weeds. Uh, they got to pull the crops and compost them, which is very exciting. You know, seeing a bunch of seven-year-olds yanking giant tomato plants out of the ground, which they loved, just kind of helped me put the gardens to bed. During right now, there's not much work on the gardens because, you know, it's around zero degrees almost every day and it's they're covered in snow. But as soon as it starts to get warm enough, Right now, I'm working with a lot of third to fifth graders, and they're sort of the older age demographic I work with. I work from kindergarten to fifth graders. And so I'm hoping that they can help me plan out the gardens, tell me what sort of plants they want to plant in those gardens. And then when it's warm enough, we will buy plant starts and they'll help me plant them. We'll also have classes on composting and how they can compost at home, even if they're living in apartment buildings. And bees, I love bees. I love teaching kids about bees. Encountered it a lot where students are very... Uh, nervous around bees. And then the more they learn about how fascinating they are, they end up also falling in love with them. So that's one of my favorite things to do is get kids excited about bees. So yeah, there's lots of wonderful things to come and that we've done so far. And the students love working in the garden. They love mulching. They love weeding. Whatever they get to do, as long as they get put on garden gloves and kind of get in the dirt and get dirty, they love doing it. It's my experience so far. That's wonderful. And then you also mentioned sometimes that they'll have the items that are growing in the gardens. They can do the tastings with. And then sometimes you're able to do tastings with some items that just you can't grow in a school garden, but we can get locally. So what are some of the things you've done so far this year? And maybe what's been some of the big highlights of what they've really loved or what surprised them? Well, one of my favorite lessons is called Taste the Rainbow, where you kind of, I teach the importance of eating a variety of uh, fruits and vegetables. And we kind of go into the different vitamins and minerals you can get from different colors of vegetables, you know, like orange and yellow vegetables have a lot of vitamin C and that helps you not get sick. And we do lessons along those lines and then they you know they list as many different colored uh, fruits and vegetables as they can think of and then we do a taste test so like I'll bring red fruit or vegetable an orange fruit or vegetable a yellow fruit or vegetable a green blue purple they get a taste it and while we're tasting I go like oh so this is you know a red fruit and vegetable red fruits and vegetable have you know a lot of vitamin A and you know oh the, you know we're having a carrot and have your parents ever told you that carrots are good for your eyes well that's true because they have you know a lot of vitamin A and carotenoids and these things so trying to get them excited about not only just eating fruits and vegetables but sort a variety of fruits and vegetables and encouraging them while they're doing the taste test to really taste it. Like, does it taste sweet? Does it taste sour? Does it taste earthy? A lot of kids are sort of like, tastes like earth. What does that mean? A lot of them, once they learn earthy, they describe every vegetable as earthy, but you know, a lot of them do taste earthy. So yeah, just getting excited about tasting food, trying food, especially fruits and vegetables. Yeah, which they love. That's wonderful because I know that with the farm to school program that those taste testings can really help expose some kids to things they never would have tried before, things that they would have been like, eh, I don't want to try that. And then they're like, oh, this is actually delicious. I'm so glad to have this. Yeah, I've had that a few times where kids are, you know, kind of get it and they have a very tentative look on their face and then they kind of try a little nibble and then they go, oh, actually, oh, this is pretty good. And then they keep going. 
And then Catherine, you'd also mention doing some of the different nutrition activities. So what are some different things you're doing with the kids on that front in the classroom? A good foundation for understanding nutrition is understanding the five food groups. One of my supervisors at Rooted made this beautiful giant poster that has the my plate on it, which has a big plate with four different sections and then a little bit of dairy off to the side. So you have a section for fruit, a section for vegetables, a section for grains, and a section for protein and then dairy. And we have all these food cards and the kids have to come up and figure out which of the food groups the card will belong to. So they'll get like pasta and they'll have to figure out what goes into grain after we've had a conversation about like what constitutes grains in the food groups and everything. So that's always a fun one. The kids always enjoy that. Another one we play is called Go Slow Woe, which I do with the younger kids, which is like teaching kids which foods are good for our body so we can eat as much of it as we want. So those is mostly fruits and vegetables, but also, also we talk about whole grains, low-fat dairy, lean meats, other healthy forms of protein. So those are go foods. And then woe foods are foods that I always go like, whoa, I don't feel so good if I eat too much of this. And like, what are some foods where we don't feel too good if we eat too much of this? And they usually are right on like candy, cookies, you know, sugar, you know, uh, hamburgers, something like that. So they know already, but it's just kind of good, I think, to think. I like to emphasize like, how does it feel in your body? Is it like, this is good or bad for you? Or like, you know, even the woe foods, like this is something we can have as a special treat, but it's not like a bad food, but it's just, it might not make our bodies feel good if we eat too much of this, you know, kind of understanding in that way. Definitely don't want to say good or bad because lots of families just eat in different ways. And I don't want, you know, kids to feel bad about what their parents are serving them necessarily, but just, you know, encourage them to think about differently and hopefully, you know, teach their parents some different ways of thinking about it if it fits. So yeah, those are some for the for the younger kids that, that we do. So Catherine, why did you decide to serve as an American? Corps member this year with Farm to School? I have worked off and on for years as an organic gardener, and I know firsthand the impact that growing your own food can have on your life. And I've always had an interest in community service and in AmeriCorps. I've known uh, several people worked in AmeriCorps, and it's always been something that's been a fascination to me working, serving my community in this capacity. And so I've always had an interest in combining this in educating children on the wonder and importance of growing their own food and the joys of healthy eating and serving my community by doing those because I do believe it's a service teaching children and people to grow their own food and teaching everybody the importance of eating healthy food. And I have dabbled in the arena of garden education before, including facilitating an agriculture education program for middle schoolers with Rooted last summer. So I got connected to Rooted and with that program first, and then got offered the AmeriCorps position while I was working in that program. And it seemed like a really good fit to continue that work of educating children on on food and agriculture. That's fantastic. And then, so looking back at what you've been able to do so far during your service, what are some favorite memories or some highlights you could share with us? There have been a lot. It is a joy for me to teach. The students are often very excited for my class. I think it's something they kind of feels like a fun extra class, like a music or art or gym class. You know, I'm there for half an hour. We're there to talk about and taste food and do fun things. And so the students are usually quite engaged with the lessons. I love when the students are very excited to work in the garden. You know, when I say like, well, we have some garden work. We're going to move a pile of mulch. And there's an eruption of cheers. They're so excited to work. That's also (laughs) very joyous. The longer I've taught, the more I've had wonderful conversations with the students where they come up to me and say like, today I've had, you know, I ate this many vegetables and this many fruits, you know, knowing that I, I, I get very excited about eating fruit and vegetables. Or they'll tell me that their family's actually been trying the recipes I sent home with them. Or, 
you know, we do an activity in class, like planning out a menu according to the five food groups and a student asked me for an extra copy so that their mom could do it with them. So I've had just a lot of just joyous examples of kids actually being really excited about food and increasingly so as as the program goes of wanting to talk about food, wanting to tell me so many stories about uh, how their families eat and what their families cook and where their families get their food and gardening with their grandma and just like they just are so excited to share it with me. So all that is, is really quite joyful. And so what are maybe some of the recipes you've sent home to the students? What are some of the items you've been sending home them home recipes they can prepare? Well, after we do the Taste the Rainbow Taste Test, I send them home with a rainbow chili, which has, you know, different fruits and vegetables according to each of the colors of the rainbow. Um, that was one that I heard a lot of students try. It was, it was the rainbow chili. I also send home a monthly newsletter to the to the families. And I always include recipes in that. For the winter months, I actually also try to follow the Harvest of the Month, which is something that the UW Extension Office does, where it's trying to highlight uh, the benefits of eating a different vegetable every month. And so in my newsletters, I will try to encourage and highlight a specific vegetable. So I'll send home this month for February, I did sweet potatoes, I believe. So, you know, I'm trying to do it seasonally too. So uh, winter vegetables and what are available during the winter and how you could cook vegetables. So I send home like various sweet potato recipes. I did a bunch of beet recipes a few months ago, you know, kale recipes, things like that, according to Harvest of the Month to try to like encourage seasonal crops and, and seasonal food as well as how to cook them deliciously. I try to do simple recipes too that don't take too long and only a few ingredients and that I think hopefully children would enjoy as well so that the families can, you know, enjoy it together. It's such a great idea to also not just sending home those recipes, but also putting it with the seasonal foods to really connect with what could be available now and what is growing now to help just reinforce everything you're teaching. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And then Catherine, so what are some things you're looking forward to for the rest of your service here over the next several months? Well, something exciting is happening is when I first started the garden, something that became clear to me is that at the school gardens, they are built to be friendly to children and that they're very low garden beds, but they are not very ADA accessible. People who have handicaps or use a, a wheelchair often can't really kneel or get down very low. So something that I've been interested in is making the gardens more ADA accessible. And so at one of my schools, we're looking at grants and funding to replace all of the garden beds, all 12 of them, with new garden beds that will be of a height that's more appropriate for people who use a wheelchair so they can enjoy the garden just as much as anybody else could. And at the other school, we're building a couple of new beds for that purpose too. And we'll start, we'll plant new raspberry beds there. So there's lots of exciting new developments in the gardens. I'm also just excited to get out and plant the gardens with the students because I've had the students help tear out old growth, but I haven't had them help me plant new ones yet. And I know just how exciting that can be. Yeah, I think just I'm excited, looking forward to getting back in the garden. (laughs) That's great. And then, so when your service term ends in the summer, what plans do you have for what you want to do next after AmeriCorps service? I am still looking into it, but I know that I would like to continue working in this field of garden education. And something that has been great about AmeriCorps is that I have already been connected to a lot of people who work in this field. Working at Rooted itself is already provides a lot of good connections, but I get uh, lots of 
emails about people who are looking for garden educators or people who are invested in community gardening or people who would like to connect local farmers to schools or to businesses or whatever. And so this is uh, a realm I feel very passionate about. And so I'm hoping to continue working in this field after my time with AmeriCorps. Well, Catherine, I just want to say thank you so very much for taking the time to talk with us today about your service. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was was fun to talk about. (laughs) This was wonderful. I'm so happy to learn about the different things you're doing and just want to wish you good luck with the rest of your service this year and then into whatever the next steps and adventures are. Thank you. Thank you very much. Up next, we're speaking with Gwen Murphy to learn about her AmeriCorps service with Farm to School. Gwen, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Doing great. Nice, almost sunny day in Wisconsin. Well, thank you again for talking with us today. And so, Gwen, could you start off by telling us a little bit about your AmeriCorps service with Farm to School? Yeah, absolutely. So I really enjoy the Farm to School program because we get to kind of pick and choose the different components of the program that fits best for our community and our schools. So the five kind of pillars of Farm to School are local food procurement, taste tests, many local foods, farmer engagements, and school gardens. And I think in Madison, especially with the communities I'm working with, kind of focusing more on those farmer engagements and getting the local foods in for taste tests and also expanding our outdoor education spaces has been a really big focus. So I really enjoyed kind of working specifically with the communities and finding what they need and kind of catering the service to that. That's wonderful. And so then what does your day-to-day service look like at Rooted? Yeah, I think it depends on the season and also on the day. But I would say typically I do more of, you know, what I would expect for farm to school education with my elementary schools. So we spend a lot of time outside doing more exploratory learning in the garden. So that could be kind of just discovering bugs and talking about what they do in the garden ecosystem, or it could be planting or harvesting or things like that outdoors and trying to kind of create those hands on connections. And also with the high school students that I work with, we're able to delve a little bit deeper and tie things together with their science curriculum, which is really fun. So they have a green club there who's really excited about composting and recycling and getting some of these green programs going at their school. They're also talking about starting a meteorology club. So we're looking at rain gauges and air quality sensors and things like that as well as a culinary club. Um, So talking about reducing food waste in the kitchen and how do we build up this cycle of harvesting from our gardens, cooking with it, taking our scraps and turning that into compost. So it's pretty cool to have the different levels of working with the students of where they're at and kind of giving opportunities for them to delve deeper in their interests. That's wonderful. And then are you working with the students then at their individual schools? Are they coming to Rooted or how is that working? Yeah, so there are opportunities with Rooted to do hands-on learning at Rooted site. They do have community gardens and learner gardens at Rooted, but I go to the schools, which I think is really great because then we get to also build up their outdoor learning space as we do the lessons. I think Madison has had a really great response in the pandemic so that we can find some sort of normalcy while still being safe. So we're able to do screeners and masks and distancing and things like that so we can still be in person with the students instead of virtual as we were before. That's wonderful to be able to build up those connections with students and actually meet with them again this year in person to help forge those different connections with the program. And then when you're working with students, could you go through some of the different activities you're doing with them based on the different seasons? So for instance, in the fall, one of the things we did with the younger students is we did a garden tour and we talked about, you know, 
the way plants are changing at the end of season when we've already finished harvest. And we had a really fun lesson on seed dispersal. So we went around and we looked at the different seed pods and talked about how they would move in the garden and how the garden is really preparing itself and doing a lot of work, even though it looks like everything is dead and done. But really a lot of things are happening in the garden to get it ready for spring and ready to grow when winter ends. So that's one of the activities that we would do in the fall and then circle back to looking at those seeds again in the spring and seeing how they're growing in the garden. And with our culinary club, another example is we really try to include seasonal foods. So one of our modules, I would say for the culinary club right now is called the art of preservation. And we look at how to eat fresh around the year. So one of the things the students did this month was create jams and pickles. And we talked a lot about fermentation and they tried kimchi and, you know, we talked about different foods in the way that you can store it so that they can harvest things in season in the summer and fall and enjoy them in the winter when things aren't growing. And that's wonderful. And you're looking at how are the different things that we eat being grown. And then you're also, or you're looking at the different nutrition aspects about healthy eating and the habits they're building. Yeah, absolutely. That's so important. One of the things I really try to stress in our culinary club in particular is there are no bad foods. I mean, all we really care about is the nutritional content of food and kind of what we're gaining to fuel our bodies. And all foods have something available for us. It's just that, you know, we may want to have some things in moderation or make sure we're kind of balancing it out with other nutritious foods. So that's always something we look at and we refer back to my plate quite a bit in food groups. So one of the recent ones we did was actually make a charcuterie board. It was one of my favorite lessons because we really talked about how to snack and eat healthy. Like you don't have to have your standard rice, protein, and vegetable on your plate. Your plates can look really different and you're still meeting all the food groups. You're still meeting all your nutritional requirements by having, you know, whole grain crackers and maybe some fresh cut up vegetables with hummus, you know, some cheese to get dairy as well as protein as well. So we really talk a lot about how to mix and match our favorite foods to make sure that we're enjoying the food that we're eating and having a really great relationship with the food while still fueling our bodies and feeling really good about it. And then how many different schools or groups of students you're working with this year? So I work with just two schools. So I split my time between the two every week, but Rooted collectively works with six schools through the AmeriCorps program and quite a few others with other connections through Rooted for the farm to school and early childhood education programs. So which two schools are you working with this year? So I work with Shank Elementary School and also with La Follette High School, both a little on more east side of Madison. One of the things I really love about both of those schools is that Shank Elementary students usually go to La Follette High School, which allows us to kind of build some connections for give back and building community between the two. So I have some students at La Follette High School who are really excited about going back to Shank Elementary School and helping them build their garden program. For instance, they have a woodshop club. Um, and while they could just make a chair or something like that, they really want to make things that have practical use that they can see in the community. So they're excited about making, you know, accessible garden beds for wheelchairs or other mobility concerns so that they're higher off the ground or easier to access. And so we're looking for ways to connect them with elementary school so they can help build their garden beds. It, it provides the opportunity for students to give back and, you know, use their skills in really practical ways to give back to the community by building garden beds or building other things for the garden, both for their school and have pride for their community, but also giving back to you know, community that they were in earlier when they were in elementary school. That's fantastic. Not only have those students give back to where that some of them may have gone when they were in elementary school, but also to bring in those other activities that are happening at the high school and those other disciplines to help support the 
the program and to give them that way to apply those skills that also can help the farm to school program operate. Yeah, and I, I, it's one of the reasons why I really enjoy Rooted. And one of the reasons why I wanted to join the program is, you know, their kind of mission is not just growing food, but growing culture and growing community. And I think that's really important for us to do to look for ways to connect and support each other in the program. And then, Gwen, why did you decide to serve as an AmeriCorps member this year at Farm to School? That's a great question. So I was working in the private sector for about four or five years, and I knew I wanted to do AmeriCorps. I didn't necessarily know which program, though. I just kind of you know, wanted to take a step back from kind of where my corporate journey was going and reconnect with myself and community and, and try to figure out where it was I really wanted to go next. And so there's so many great programs through AmeriCorps. I had a really hard time choosing between, you know, WISCOR and conservation, some of the cool education programs like College Possible or Vista Opportunities. But really what connected me to Farm to School, I think, was meeting the Rooted team and just talking to some folks that were currently in the program. And I think that mix of community as well as like getting outside, hands-on and working with folks, just being outdoors in the garden, which I really enjoy in my personal life, was really what cinched me to work in this program. And I'm really happy I did. That's fantastic. And thank you for your decision to serve and finding the place that made the most sense for you to join that part of that team and really be able to give back to the community. And then Gwen, what have been some of your favorite memories or some highlights from your service so far this year? Yeah, I think some of the really small moments have been some of my favorite. So I mentioned we talked a lot about seeds with the elementary school students. And I remember I was teaching them about bird feeders, you know, seeds we eat versus seeds animals eat, seeds we just grow. And we were looking at a few seeds that birds enjoy. And I remember this student looking at a seed and they're like, oh, this is popcorn. And I was like, yeah, where do you think popcorn comes from? And then I just saw his whole face light up when he realized popped corn is literally popped corn seeds. And just making that connection that the corn that he enjoys when it's fresh can be dried and turned into popcorn. And just like realizing how all of this kind of fits together was just such a cool moment. And just to see him run and like, you know, tell another friend about it, you know, they just get so excited um, about learning about these connections outdoors. And similarly with the older students, just little moments like, you know, when they try their food after they're cooking, they're like, wow, this is actually pretty good. You know, that surprise that they could make a great nutritious meal and they really enjoy it too. You know, a lot of them come to club assuming they're going to burn it. It's going to be terrible. They're going to mess up the flavors, but they all do a really excellent job and they experiment and they kind of make the meals their own. And just to see them, you know, just be surprised that they were able to do that is a really cool moment. That's wonderful. And then looking forward to the rest of your service, what are some things you're looking forward to be able to do with the students and at Rooted? over the next several months? Yes, I think over this winter season, you know, we've had a lot of time on our hands now that we haven't been able to be in the garden. So we've been spending more time planning and coordinating and, you know, getting excited about events. So I'm just really excited to see those come through. Some of the ways that we've made the connections with farmers or chefs in the area has been kind of in this garden downtime. So just really looking forward to those, including some more community events where, you know, perhaps we can harvest and feed and have some time outside with community members, even though we can't be indoors together in the winter right now. That's great. And you'd mentioned that the spirit of community is one thing that drew to Rooted. And I know that there's more than one member serving at Rooted right now. So how does your AmeriCorps cohort work together to accomplish all of your goals this year? Yeah. One of the things I enjoy the most about Rooted is we really are a team and it's beyond our AmeriCorps team. There's a, a huge team there just interested in early childhood education and garden education in general. So our AmeriCorps team is myself and two other service members, Catherine and Amy, and we meet weekly and we share our lesson plans, things that are going well and aren't. It's really great support community. 
I've definitely borrowed or, you know, used some resources that they've made. We've, you know, had the opportunity to lean on each other and talk about, you know, different ways that we could improve things in our classrooms if they weren't going the way that we wanted them to. So it's nice. We always have someone to talk to and someone to kind of, you know, brainstorm with and work together on. That's wonderful. And then Gwen, what plans do you have for after AmeriCorps term ends? Yeah, something I've been thinking about a lot recently because my service year ends right when I'm graduating. I'm also working on my master's degree at the University of Wisconsin. It's a conservation-based degree. And one of the reasons I wanted to do service was I want to base my conservation work in community. So I thought I really needed this hands-on experience to kind of allow me to see the paths and ways to do that. So I'm not sure, I guess. I am finishing service right when I'm graduating. It's a a very um, transitional moment for me. So I guess we'll just kind of see, you know, what opportunities are open either in this area or the next. But I definitely want to, you know, keep this focus on community and serving and whatever I do next. That's wonderful. And good luck with the rest of your coursework and finishing up that degree this summer. And hopefully we'll use some of the service experience you've gained serving as an AmeriCorps member with Farm to School in whatever that next step and whatever that next journey becomes. Yeah, thank you. I think either way, this is definitely a time I'll remember. It's been a really great couple of months. And then Gwen, we just want to thank you so much for your AmeriCorps service and then for talking to us today about all the great things you're doing through Farm to School at Rooted. Yeah, of course. I was a little nervous, but this was fun. So, <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being with us and then good luck the rest of the year, both with your service and finishing up your studies. Great. Thank you. And thank you again to both Catherine and Gwen for sharing about their AmeriCorps service this year with Farm to School and giving us two more stories we can file under service. Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast produced by Serb Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Clower. Your producer is Serb Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S-File stands for service and you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S-Files.